Good afternoon and welcome to the 330 Sports Show. My name is Justin Coffin. This is Joe Midlick. Uh, Joe's been on, you're a recurring guest. A few guest. times, yes. But today, yes. Joe is going to co-host with me, and we'll explain why here in just a minute. But it is February. It, February 1st. Like, signs of spring. It's nice outside. It, this is awesome. So, um, thank you for tuning in. This is a, uh, a special edition of the 330 Sports Show. We will talk a little sports on here. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of music today, which is awesome. Um, that is not my strong suit. I love music, but mm-hmm. I'm not... Yeah. I'm not musically inclined, but we will get to all that stuff here in a little bit. But um, before we bring our guest on, before uh, Joe and I start uh, firing some questions at him, uh, let's go ahead and have a quick word from some of our sponsors down here at Youngstown Studio. You got it, Joe? Don't let the weather keep you from working on your golf game. Golf year-round at the Bunker. They have 12 state-of-the-art golf simulators, including numerous putt-putt courses. Enjoy unlimited golf for $50 a month by becoming a member. Visit TheBunkerSP.com or stop by in person. The Bunker, inside the Southern Park Mall. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Eric Cromer, Cross Country Mortgage, a wiser way to mortgage. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Youngstown Computer, the Valley's IT company. All right, we're back. Uh, so again, Joe Midlick. Uh, Joe, say hi to everybody. Tell hi them guys. who you are. My name is Joe Midlick, and um, I'm president of Once a Cowboy, Always a Cowboy. It's a golf outing that we raise money for the Cheney alumni. Um, I'm a Cheney graduate. So is Dave over there. Um, I'm all, I just stepped down from the Youngstown Marathon. I was president of the Youngstown Marathon. Actually, yes, yesterday was my last day, and I'm moving on. Biggest reason why I stepped down is because we're moving the marathon up to September, which is only three weeks away from our golf outing. And quite honestly, I could not do both. So yeah, since this is my legacy, I'm sticking with that. No doubt. No doubt. And you did a great job over there. And I know you're going to k- continue to support them and Absolutely. also keep killing it with the uh, the Cheney golf outing, which you guys take up all of Mill Creek Park. We so sure we'll, we'll have you back on for a future show for that. So without further ado, before we bring our guest on, let's give you a quick highlight reel of some of his uh, performances. All right. So without further ado, Mr. David Perico. David, thank you for joining the 330 Sports Show. Hi, guys. Great to be with you. It's my pleasure. Well, so David, are you're out? Are you in Vegas right now? Yes. So so let's just start with back 
before you got there, tell us about your roots here in Youngstown. Oh, I'm, I'm from the west side of Youngstown. Grew up on the west side by St. Christine's. Uh, as Joe knows, my family's, uh, you know, grandparents lived on Bella Vesta. Exactly I went, where I lived. Yeah, I went to uh, Kirkmer Elementary, Volney Rogers Junior High, Cheney High School, YSU, graduated from Dana School of Music. I mean, so about as Youngstown as it gets right there. Uh, and and you moved out, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, to Vegas uh, about 2004 in that time frame? Yeah, August of 2004. Okay. So what was <coughs> what was the thinking? Uh, you know, were, did you have a plan when you moved out there? Or was it just like, I'm going to Vegas. That's where all the entertainers are. Was there a plan or was it just like a spur of the moment thing? That's a, that's a good question. Um, there wasn't a plan to move out to Vegas. Uh, I was on the road with the Tommy Dorsey band from 94 to about 2000, 2001. And when 9-11 happened, um, everything kind of just, you know, was decimated. Very similar to kind of what happened in COVID. Not as bad, but uh, the traveling really became very hard because we were doing about 40 weeks a year on the road. So I was kind of dead in the water and I thought about moving to New York, but obviously I, I couldn't move to New York. That was always my plan. And um, I was I was offered a graduate assistantship at UNLV to uh, do my master's degree in composition and jazz studies. So in short, I, I figured I'd just kill two years and then move to New York or go back on the road. But I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the, the best uh, plans are are plans not made. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's really some of the best things that have ever happened to me. I've never intended. That's great. All right. Yeah. Hey, Dave, um, at what age did you start playing the trumpet? Nine years old. Nine years old. In fact, somebody just <laughs> told me it was your Aunt Anita, who I graduated from high school with, that at a lot of these um, birthday parties that you would go to as a young child, you'd go up to your grandmother and she said that your trumpet case was as big as you at this time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then you would go up to your grandma Carmel and say, can I play now? Can I play now? I yeah. guess you were a showman from not nine years old. I guess so. Yeah. I used to always want to play it. Yeah. That's funny. You know, the yep. story is my, you know, my dad played saxophone and clarinet. Right. And then, um, so I had a clarinet and when it was time to be, you know, join the band, I figured I'd be a saxophone player like my dad. So I went, went to Kirkmere and, and uh, had my own clarinet, didn't have to rent, and there weren't any trumpet players in the band. So the, oh. the director at the time, James Ramsey, gave me a trumpet. He says, why don't you try it? And uh, here we are. Yes. Went <laughs> to school with a clarinet and came home with a trumpet. In fact, coming to the show today, I, I was listening to your album, the live one, and I was listening to Dr. Feelgood and Crazy. What great songs. I mean, the outstanding. Thank you. So, David, how like I, I'm going to be all over the place with my questions, because one, I am not uh, musically inclined. I am jealous watching that highlight video and wish I could do any of that, <laughs> any instrument. I'm just not that. That's not me. And people that have the talent like you, like someone that's going to join you, like a vocalist like Jackie coming up from the Vindies, um, yeah. you know, people like that with special talent. Uh, it is just such an awesome, awesome skill to have. So my question for you is when, you know, was it that first time you picked up an instrument? Was it, you know, with your dad, you mentioned he played a lot of instruments. When did you foster that love for music? I think it was early on. I, I wouldn't say at nine. I mean, somewhere around in my teenage years, I mean, 13, 14, 15, when I, I really wanted to play baseball and football and golf and basketball, but I was just always better at music, you know, and I was just seemed to be excelling in that, but I was really dedicated to it. Just like any sports. I mean, practicing three to five hours a day and band practices and band competitions. And my parents took me everywhere to concerts. And so I really, I guess I fell in love with music then, you know, I'd say early teens, 12, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, in fact, what um, Justin just mentioned about Jackie 
performing with you. Um, one of her bandmates, Rick Deke, graduated from Cheney, too. In fact, he graduated in 1989, just a year after you. Okay. I probably know him then. I think I do. Good guy, great guitarist, good uh, songwriter. I love the band. I've been following them from afar, and I'd never met Jackie, um, but I've been following them. Yep. In fact, and Jackie is as beautiful on the outside as she is on the inside. Um, she actually ran in our half marathon relay this past year. Uh, she was trying to keep up with Justin, but she really couldn't do it. It might have been the other way around. might have been the other way around. Um, but I, yeah, so let's, let's just, that's a perfect transition. Let's go right into that. So tell us about this upcoming show that is here in Youngstown. Tell us all about that and, you know, um, how that got started and, and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I've always wanted, I've been in talks with Youngstown state a little bit, Dana school of music about maybe coming in and doing a, what they call master classes or a clinic or something. And then I was like, what if I bring in the band, you know, the Raiders house band, um, do a concert. And then I wrote the Youngstown song, Youngstown Steel Town, mm -hmm. two years ago. And I sent it to Danny Deere, who is um, the head of the uh, Dior Performing Arts. Okay. And, and our conversation started. And then I had recently put together what is called this pop symphonic show, which is my own symphony here in town, 70 piece. But the whole thing about Pop Symphonic is to is for me to go out as a guest conductor soloist and plug into symphonies with with my band and put on a Pop Symphonic rock show, you know, all the hits, all genres. So that's basically what's going to happen on Valentine's Day night is um, <clears throat> all my arrangements of all this. You know, there's going to be a little bit of something in there for everybody. Uh, 70s classic rock 80s 90s current stuff today okay. uh disco you, you name it it's 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 all in there so that's really what's going to happen and and with jackie um again like i was saying with the vindies i've been following them you know and they're obviously they're from youngstown so i'm really proud of that you know that they're they're doing their thing and and uh jackie's quite exceptional and i look forward to meeting her in person and i had just sent her the music the other day which she's going to sing on that's outstanding. So when you're a guest conductor with, for example, the Youngstown uh, Symphony Orchestra that you're going to be playing with at Dior, how, do, I mean, you don't get the practice time, you know, with them like you do with your own people. Uh, so how does that process work? Yeah, basically, um, the music gets sent to, to their librarian uh, ahead of time. In this case, about four weeks ahead of time, they have everything and they have some of the links of the music that we're playing that they can refer to. And, you know, once you get to the pro level, I mean, those music, yeah. any music or any, any uh, pro symphony orchestra is used to just a one or two day look at the music, we'll step through it and uh, count it off. And I'm, I'm not a big, I don't, I, I'm not into big rehearsing either. I really, <laughs> I really, um, I, I trust the team as it were, you know, and just play ball. Sounds like a good head coach right there. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, sports is very, very similar in so many aspects. Absolutely. At the um, Las Vegas Raiders house band, when you perform there, do you have other guests that come up and perform with you during that that time? And if so, name some of the some of the guys and ladies. Yeah. Um, so the Raiders house band, um, we play the po the pregame sets we play during the game sometimes halftime and then depending if we're playing halftime um like we had john k from steppenwolf yeah born, born to be wild we did a halftime show with him sammy hagar from van right. halen uh dion warwick rachel platten uh, lone star uh there's quite a list that's awesome yeah that's fantastic sure is that's so cool because um you know just watching some of your highlight films, I've actually haven't been out to uh, the Vegas since that stadium has been built. So tell us a little bit about that that venue and what it's like playing because you guys are pretty pretty high up from like what I've seen. Tell us about what that's like playing in front of what is it sixty to seventy thousand people? What is that like? 
Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, um, the energy and, you know, Raiders Nation, Raider Nation, I should say, the fans are about as equivalent, but not quite as crazy as Cleveland Browns fans. You know? <laughs> so I can say I can relate, you know, like with the dog pound and Raider Nation, there's just an energy there that's insane. And, you know, the Raiders, you know, with their entertainment production staff, they really value live entertainment, as you can see. And we're the only 19 piece band, live band with a full string section at an NFL game that's hitting every commercial cue and every cue. So it's it's quite an honor. And, you know, the excitement of playing in front of 65,000 people, it's it's really awesome. Yeah, that that's fantastic. And I, I, I like the little Browns drop there. I'm, I'm obviously a Browns fan, but I looked at the schedule next year. I believe Cleveland is coming out to Vegas. So any, I, I'm pretty sure that's uh, you might get some uh, Youngstown slash Cleveland uh, fans out. Maybe me a road trip? out in Vegas. Road yeah. trip? Well, I'm flying. I'm flying. No driving out there, but yeah, we, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll hit that up. No doubt. I'm yeah, they'll be. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure my family will be out there. My dad and, uh, you know, George Denny, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, thanks, George, for spearheading this um, this uh, interview. Yeah, he's he's my brother's godfather. So, you know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very close with with the Perico family. Oh, very nice. Very cool. Yeah, in fact, um, as, as you know, I, I grew up with Anita. We were like seven doors down. Her and I went to same same Brendan's together and then West and Cheney. Um, she was actually my ninth grade French tutor because I was doing really poorly in, in French. And Carmel went to my mom and said, you know, Anita's really good at this. She could tutor Joey. So we did that. She tutored me and you're Uncle Tommy was a little jealous at the time that she was tutoring me at her house. <laughs> Uncle Tommy, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, David, let me ask you. I mean, you perform, obviously, a wide collection, a wide eclectic version of music. Like, I, I one of my favorite things I heard you guys play was uh, right around Christmas time. You did, like, the Carol of the Bells, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, that was... That that song gives me chills no matter where I hear it, when I hear it. But that was fantastic. But, I mean, I see you guys are playing Bruno Mars. You're playing, like you said, 70s, 80s, 90s, everything. How do you choose the music you're choosing? That's a great question. I would say um, a lot of it comes from trial and error from audience response. Okay. As in, uh, we've been... The, the Raiders House Band, which is Pop Strings Orchestra, we've had several residencies at different strip properties here at the Palms, at Red Rock, and we spent four years at Caesars Palace, Stratosphere. We play at the Smith Center of Fine Performing Arts. But ba basically at Caesars Palace, Cleopatra's Barge, for four years, we played every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Wow. To a packed house. And it was a high-energy dance show. You know, and then you learn kind of what songs people really resonate with. Mm -hmm. I've, that's how one that's one way that I've kind of developed our repertoire list. And, you know, we're here to entertain and and, you know, when people come to see us and paying money, you know, I want them to feel to have a great time and, and resonate with something. Oh, I know that song or I know that song. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't know it, you know, they they kind of resonate with it. So. Things that people that you know can sing along to, like anything by Journey or any of those anthems, right. you know, "Don't Stop Believing" or "Shook Me All." <laughs> we were Joe and I were just uh, talking about uh, the Sopranos last week, and um, "Don't Stop Believing" will always hit home now uh, <laughs> with that last scene of the Sopranos. Not giving out any spoilers, but I mean that that's fantastic. Now to follow up on that, let's say the Raiders, it's not their day. They're down 24 to seven in the third, fourth quarter. Does that affect the type of music you play? Do you throw stuff out? Do you add stuff in? No, we definitely don't. Uh, the, the production uh, show caller, uh, he will back off. Like we don't play, we don't want to. Yeah. If they're doing, you know, if they're not doing so good, then we're not doing so good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. We just kind of hold back, but it, when the team is 
you know, doing great, especially we play every field goal, touchdown, interception, 20 second, 30 second, one minute here, two minute here breaks. They'll, they'll really amp it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So very, um, it's definitely the, the tempo of what we do is based on the team's tempo. Okay. Yeah. So coming back to Youngstown, I'm sure you're looking forward to having some of this Youngstown noted food like Briar Hill pizza and other stuff like that. So I'm sure you'll be getting some of that stuff. Yeah. You know, they asked me what the fee was for the band. I said, Briar Hill pizza. We're good. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. In fact, I I understand that, you know, through George Denny and Julie Ranson that we're having a little after party at Penguin City. Uh, Penguin City is a really cool place. Uh, They have the best beer in in the area. And I'm looking forward to meeting you in person there. Uh, We do have some once a cowboy, always a cowboy gear for you. So when, when you come into town. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I'm really looking forward to, you know, seeing friends, family that I haven't seen for quite a while. Um, and it, it, and of course the food, you know, Youngstown pizza is the best in the world. I've been, you got, yep. I've been all over the world. I'm serious. And Youngstown pizza, Youngstown food in general, it's, it's right up there. It's the best. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, um, talking to Bobby Petras, who, who you graduated with and, Mike Steika, they're they're all looking forward to, to seeing you. It's gonna be a Cheney High School reunion. Yep. I mean <laughs> anything from the class of '66 up up until now. So who knows? That's awesome. That's fantastic. Cheney has produced a ton of talent. Um, I mean, I know in this area the only Heisman Trophy winner uh, in in this area, yeah. and you know, just not just uh, professional athletes, but lots of. Lots of uh, talent. Oh, yeah. In fact, what do you think about of, um, the Michael Stanley band? Oh, another yeah. Ch- Cheney graduate. So, yeah. I mean, Cheney is really noted for the music. We're like a little bit of a cult where we all <laughs> stick together. <laughs> yeah, the West Side. I mean, when I was there, uh, you know, Zordich and Osowski yeah. played on the Cowboy, and they went on to, to the NFL. Right. Great career. You- son is playing, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You were probably there when Ron Burtis was coaching for football, right? Yeah. And, and McNally was the basketball coach. Okay. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. I remember yes. playing in that Cheney High School old gym that was about 10 feet shorter, it felt like, on each end. But that was that was a fun environment. The, everyone's right, right up on top of you. But yeah, Cheney High School, uh, a lot of talent has come out of there. Um, so, David, let me ask you this. Um, You've met, you know, you named a ton of musicians you've interacted with and worked with. Do you ever, now that you've met, you know, all these famous musicians, and I'm sure you've met a lot of other people out in Vegas, do you ever get starstruck by anybody that's like, oh, you know, it takes you back a little bit? You know, I think you become desensitized to it because we're mm-hmm. just working. Um, I, I wouldn't say starstruck. I would say... Uh, reverence comes into 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 play. I have a lot of respect and reverence for for some some of these entertainers one one that really blew me away was Natalie Cole mm-hmm. okay was great Donnie Marie are fantastic Sammy was Sammy Hagar was awesome um I think it's more of reverence you know sure. work, working with um these these amazing headliners no doubt yeah talent recognized talent right um yeah, go for it, Joe. Do you get to interact with like with any of the football players under Raiders? And if so, tell us some of the crazier guys on on the team. Yeah, I do. Um, the current guy, the the current uh, roster, not so much, but a lot of the past, uh, a lot of the um, uh, alumni, I do interact. Right. With. One would be uh, three time Super Bowl champion, offensive tackle Henry Lawrence. And Henry Lawrence uh, played, I think, from 73 to 81 or something like that. Okay. So I've become friends with him. And he's also a singer. He sang, he came and he sang with us at a couple games, a couple events. We did a right. we did a, a Hall of Fame party for Coach Tom Flores. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me, Coach Flores, which was awesome. Um, <clears throat> uh, Jay Schrader. But Henry Lawrence, uh, I he was called Killer. And... Every once in a while, I'll get a text from him, or he'll call me up, and he wants to talk. We'll talk about all kind of stuff, and right, and the players then, and what the, you know, what 
you know, from Jim Plunkett to Ken Stabler to Lester. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he's got all the dirt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, growing up, I, I was always an, always a Browns fan, but my second favorite team has always been the Raiders. I yeah. mean, they, they have that mystique about them, love their uniforms, uh, big fan of Fred Bolitnikoff, Jack Tatum during the days, and Kenny mm-hmm. the Snake Stabler. I mean, what a bunch of renegades, and what a great team. And John Madden as head coach. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Sega. And John, John Madden as head coach. I mean, gosh, what what great teams then. Yeah. But yeah, I do do uh enjoy uh you know um connecting with um the the players, mostly the, the alumni. Yeah. And the Raiders have such a family-oriented insular uh scenario. Like once a raider, always a raider. Right. Mm-hmm. Very similar yeah. to Cowboys. The Cowboys, you got it. <laughs> That's right. Definitely a mantra out there. It's 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 awesome. Now, David, I got to ask you about uh, the, not your attire today. We we love the Youngstown Clothing Company, but I, I've seen uh, and City of Champions on there. I have I I've seen a lot of your your videos, a lot of your clips. I cannot pull off the outfits that you do. You you look good in, in them. You pull them <laughs> off well. Who who chooses the outfits and? Do you give them, are, are, are you in charge of that? Or is it someone else picking that stuff out for you? Yeah, I generally do my own styling. And it's just based off of Doc Severinsen. I, yep. That's what yeah. I thought. I don't you know, know Doc, Doc Severinsen. Severinsen. You like, don't one, know Doc Severinsen? I do not. No, you'll have to fill me in. Well, he was the band conductor for uh, The Tonight Show with uh, Johnny Carson. Uh, okay. 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 Just like Dave, he played trumpet. Uh, the, I, I don't understand how you're going to do this. You're going to conduct that big band and play <laughs> trumpet at the same time. I mean, the first thing that hit my mind was Doc Severinsen. I mean, th- yeah, it's not so much. Yeah, it's not so much. I, you know, the whole thing with the pop symphonic con, uh, concept is a symphony that plays like a band. Right. So I'm not going to be conducting every single note the whole time. My My concept is to... Again, count it off, let them play. I'll cue what I need to conduct where I need to conduct. But it's really just in, you know, entrusting to the musicians to put their own expression on it and play ball. Yeah. Growing up, I mean, I've, I've always been a music fan. Um, any, I love the horn sections of like Chicago, Blood, Sweat and Tears back in the day. Um, even like some of the current bands like Dave Matthews and mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Springsteen with Clarence at, at the time. The very first album I bought ever was in 1965. Oh, he brought props. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it was Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. This was the very, I I have about a thousand vinyl LPs at home. And this is the very first one I bought. I think I bought it because of the girl and the cake. And at the time, (laughs) I I just found out she was three months pregnant when they shot this. (laughs) Oh man, I think wearing that cake is maybe how she got pregnant. Maybe (laughs) Herb Albert and Chuck Mangione were the two first trumpet players that I ever heard. Oh, at the time I first started playing, was uh, Herb Albert came out with a hit called Rise in 1979. Mm -hmm. Chuck Mangione uh, had a hit on uh, his first Grammy was "Feel So Good." Feel so good, yes. 77 and actually George Denny uh, at his house over there on Bears Den right put put the record on and then once I listened to Chuck Mangione I was hooked forever yeah I my wife and saw him saw him in concert probably somewhere around we got married in 1980 so we probably saw him in concert around 1981 or 82 and he put on just just this fabulous show fabulous I, I understand by reading the article in the Vindicator today that you that Chuck Mangione actually gave you his hat. Yes. Wow. Do you still yeah. have it? No, no. I gave it back to him. He wanted it back. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, was, it was his lucky hat. He was going to send me another one, but he kind of never did, and I let it go. But we've been we, sure. You know, to grow up and meet your your uh, childhood idol and share the stage with him and become friends with him. And I remember watching, I think it was 94 or 95, Cleveland Indians were in the, was it the World Series with the Marlins? Uh, that was, 
They were which, in the World Series in 95 with the Braves right, and 97 yeah. with the Marlins. 97, it was, yeah. It was 97, just hanging out with Chuck Mangione at the Dakota, uh, you know, at his his house in, uh, in in the village. I mean, not in the village, in uh, in Central Park. So that oh, became, wow. um, yeah. It's like Still Indiana friends. Jones with the hat. It's like, you can borrow it, but I want that back. Right, right. <laughs> Superpowers <laughs> in that thing. Because <laughs> put on me, it was uh, his, his whatever. His lucky hat. It's a Sicilian pork pie hat or something. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool, though. That was really neat. Um, so reading your bio, you, and correct me if I'm wrong, 12 different bands you manage? 12. How, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, um, with a lot of help and delegation. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. we. I employ roughly around 100 musicians in town all freelance contractors. Um, and I get called to do mostly corporate events now because the lounges have kind of phased out in Vegas. It's mostly now just headliners and corporate events, big okay. corporate events. And of course my work with the Raiders. So a lot of events want different style bands, different genres. So I just decided during COVID I would put together uh, and tweak all these different styles of bands. So basically, it's one-stop shop. If you go to my website, click on the bands, you can just pick pick your poison. And if it's not there, I'll create it for you. Because a lot of times, um, events event managers want some special something special, sure. and we're happy to accommodate. You know, we're we're from Youngstown. We know how to hustle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. In fact. Um, one of my favorite quotes, as you were talking about delegating, is from Leah Iacocca. And what he said is, I hire smarter people than me and I get out of their way. And that's how you become successful. No doubt. Yeah, it's just people with the same vision or same like-mindedness, um, same passion. And when you believe and feature them, you know, and they can do the, a better job than you in some ways, then that's what they're, you know, yeah, it's all for the one. So. And everyone benefits from it. And again, it's that team, you know, me playing sports growing up, you learn that team kind of thing as well. Right. That's fantastic. So, David, you mentioned on your your website. Could you give us that website one more time? Yeah, davidpericomusic.com. So if we, hypothetically, we want to come see you in Youngstown, uh, that's going to be down here at Dior. Uh, you mentioned Valentine's Day. Uh, and again, Jackie from the Vindies will be joining you uh, right. for that and the Youngstown uh, Symphony Orchestra. So that's going to be a show to see. So, David, I would imagine you don't put these shows on. In, is this the first time in Youngstown ever doing this? Yes. That's awesome. That, so that is. this is get there if yeah. you can. Weren't you in town recently for that um, Dana Music celebration of some some sort? Yeah, so, there was 50 years of alumni under, yeah. the, under Tony Leonardi, who was our instructor, or 40 years alumni, whatever it was, um, you know, musicians from all over the planet, mostly the United States, I would say, who studied at Dana School of Music and under Tony Leonardi, his daughter, Paula Leonardi, uh, spearheaded the whole Herculean <laughs> project to get us all together. Uh, we all... We all came in and we, we put on a concert, uh, a benefit concert to raise money for the Tony Leonardi Scholarship. Right. And it was, um, it was about 40 musicians. That's all yeah. highly credentialed, accredited, I mean, amazing, successful musicians that have come through that program under Tony Leonardi. Right, right. So I'm I'm sure you heard about what's going on with Dane at Youngstown State. you have any thoughts about that? Any feelings that you want to share with us? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still getting bits and pieces of it. I see there's, uh, there's some political things going on, and there's also some business things going on. Right. Uh, I really can't. I mean, the only comment I can make is, um, from a, from an artistic standpoint, uh, the arts always seem to be cut first when there's any mm -hmm. kind of budget thing. So I think that has to stop and figure out how to subsidize that because the arts is a very specialized field. It's not like uh, engineering where you have 35 students in a class. You may have one 
one super talented or two or a handful of super talented, let's just say, uh, fashion designers or composers or media, whatever it is, that still needs to be available to them. Yep. So that's, I, I kind of have a rub with cutting things. That said, from a business standpoint, you know, if numbers aren't there, I, you know, that's always the easy way to, to do things. But I think Dana will recover and figure out how to re, you know, reformat. But the other thing, too, is, you know, you have to look at today's state of music. Mm-hmm. What's what's really happening and how is the, how are the universities adapting to offer a mm-hmm. music degree that's going to benefit you to go out and in in work other than becoming a band director or you know right. something so there's there's a few things at play there and i think you know if i could be involved in any way to help i would love to i would love to be involved and and maybe this concert can spark some interest in the the validity of what live music can do in an orchestral symphonic standpoint because it's super powerful Right. I think we clip that right there and we shoot that out to the whole city of Youngstown <laughs> and the, the board of directors, because, you know, I I was always a teacher and uh, a coach. And obviously, sports are important to a lot of people. Uh, music is important to a lot of people. And like you said, it's unfortunate that like sometimes something has to get cut. And for those people that are super talented in music, like yourself, like someone that might play the saxophone, someone that might be a vocalist. It's like they need an outlet to show their skills off, just like someone on the football field, just like someone on the basketball court. Yeah, and, and you know, talent is about 30% of the equation. I mean, you could have all the talent, as you know, from a sports standpoint or even education standpoint, we know what you're capable of, but what's it going to take to get there? And that's where you learn your discipline to bring out that skill set and that natural talent so you can really, really become something because talent's only going to get you so far Amen. I mean, it really it really is i mean and i don't want to sound cliche but uh that it, you know i've run into that you know a lot of things came easy to me from a talent standpoint but once you get to about 17 18 19 16 you know you start seeing other your your peers who have just as much talent and they're better than you because they're working mm-hmm. discipline so that's where the only the talent and that's where going to school, learning that. And then on the other flip side of the coin, faculty really needs to be up to speed. What's going on in, 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 in the entertainment community? How are we going to attract students? How are we going to get potential students to want to come to Dana School of Music? Um, that comes through recruitment, just like in, in, uh, you have your, in sports, you have your scouts. Right. You need you really need to do that. And 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 whatever's at Dana School of Music, get it out there more, get it out in the schools, travel it. I mean, it, it's still a, an incredible school with with talented, amazing professors and teachers and adjunct faculty. So um, I think maybe, you know, this was a long time coming with this. It, these things don't happen overnight. Yeah. And it's bubble the bubble, you know, burst and okay, let's see what's going on. Let's, let's, let's figure out it's, you know, there's only solutions here now. Great right. advice. In fact, our, um, I totally understand about how, you know, the arts and music is always the first department to get cut. Um, our granddaughter who's in Pittsburgh, she's 15 and she goes to a high school up, out there called Baldwin. Their high school is noted more for music and theater than sports. They're really poor in sports, which is okay. They still brings it in, in the money, but their theater department every year wins all these Gene Kelly awards. And there's some fabulous actors, singers, musicians there. They had a girl, I think it was four years ago. She was a senior and she actually wrote the last play for that year. And it was a musical. It was about these um, three kids that leave San Francisco during the sixties to go to New York to see Woodstock and on their way, they're stopping at different venues to see all these different bands and the parents are trying to track them down. It was a really great in- entertaining play. That Baldwin Wallace, is that what would you say? No, Baldwin, Baldwin high school of, of Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fantastic to hear. And again, that comes from the program that comes from funds that are, you know, behind yeah. that. This, right. This 
there's ways to do it. There's always ways to do it. And and when she did this, uh, she, she did it to the point for it was a fundraiser for Make a Wish. And through these three plays, she actually raised like $30,000 that she gave to the Make Wish Foundation in Pittsburgh. So, you know, and, and now she has a scholarship at U UCLA. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. I love the. <clears throat> so, David, obviously coming up, we got the concert here in Youngstown. Before that, a few days, and I don't know if you're going to be in Youngstown or Vegas, but a couple days before your concert, there, there's this pretty big event going on uh, in Las Vegas. I, I, you might have heard of it, the the <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> we have a uh, we have a Youngstown uh, owned. Well, the owners are are sometimes here in Youngstown, but uh, you know the 49ers and and the Chiefs. Um, are you going to be around in Vegas for any of that uh, craziness that's going on there? Yes, absolutely. Um, starting Monday, the 5th, we're performing every day at uh, a lot of corporate event parties, Super Bowl parties. Right. Uh, and then the Super Bowl day game, we will not be in the stadium as the Super Bowl has their own entertainment that they're bringing in and they're not going to – we were pitched, but they didn't want to, you know – so I think we're playing before the game. Um, one of my smaller bands is playing at the Luxor pregame, kind of a tailgate. And then postgame, we might be doing something. We're still on call for that. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, all week leading up, we're playing as well. We're playing events. It's pretty, I, I, pretty crazy. I can only imagine because Vegas is crazy enough. And then you add the whole Super, Super Bowl, Bowl element and it, it's... It, that's going to be insanity out there, but I, I'd imagine it's going to be a lot of fun too. So we, we, you know, we just recently had the formula one race in November. That was, that was crazy. And then um, Raiders house band two years ago, we, the draft was here in town. Yes, that's right. And there was like, I don't know, 400,000 people at the draft or something <laughs> crazy number like that. Maybe <laughs> probably millions. I don't know, but we played for the draft live and that was ph phenomenal. That was absolutely phenomenal. All right. I only, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up here soon. I know Joe has a couple more questions too, yeah. but I want to ask you two things and it's kind of a two part question. So outside of Allegiant stadium, your, your home venue, your, your big venue, what is your favorite venue or place to perform in Vegas besides Allegiant stadium? Oh, the Smith center without a doubt. And tell us what that is for so those who haven't been there. Smith Center is our fine and performing arts. Uh, oh. So the Smith Center has two. Uh, there's a couple different venues in it. The the main hall, which you saw that promo from, is Reynolds Hall, okay. which holds up 2,000 2, people. And then there's also Myron's Cabaret, which we've been performing for the last 10 years. We do about six shows a year there. Uh, we've had like 60 sold out shows the last decade we've, wow. we've been, and that would be the state of the art, classy, just a great environment, you know, phenomenal, just fantastic. Um, that said, I would say also Caesar's palace when we played at Caesar's palace at the bar, okay. that was, I mean, it was just crazy. I mean, so mentioned the Sopranos. I mean, like Steve Sharippa and Mike Imperioli would come in and hang out with us. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Eat some gabagool afterwards. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, to follow that up, um, if people want to come out to Vegas, but maybe the Raiders aren't, you know, home that weekend, but they maybe want to see like one of your bands play, is that something we can check out on the website to maybe see if you guys are doing something during the week or on a weekend? Yeah, the best thing is, is just send me a, uh, you can look at the calendar. A lot of times it's not, it's, it's updated, but I don't post any, like we could be playing like 12 events next week, but they're all corporate. So I don't post those. Sure. I just see the Smith Center dates. Okay. But you could always send an email through the website. You know, it, I, it comes to me directly or my PR, um, my publicist. Um, so, and we're always fanatical about returning, uh, emails and messages. Love to hear from people, especially mm -hmm. Youngstown. There's so many people that from Youngstown that are, that come out there in town, like Tank DeSisio and Neil Guerrero and email <laughs> Bert, 
Bertolini and you know, it sounds uh, like all Italians. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> oh, great tacos from uh, Jay's hot dogs. Yes, you yes. Know, he comes out and brings me the Jay's chili sauce. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it, man. It's so great. So he comes out all the time, and okay. and he always has a he always has a jar of uh, a container of the chili sauce. It's it's phenomenal. It's yep. like a taste, you know. I'm definitely making a trip out to Vegas in the fall, whether it's to the Browns Raiders game or, or not, we will, we'll, we'll bring something out to you. Uh, but I would love to come, you know, Do you like hot peppers and oil. Oh yeah. There you go. Come uh, on. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you one of our jars. One of our jars won this oh, blue yeah. ribbon award. Okay. At, at a, uh, a relay for life. So Dave, I promise you when he goes out, I'll give him one of our jars. You got to come out too, Joe. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you're driving. I'm uh, flying, remember? You got, that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the few people in Youngstown that does not end. Uh, my last name does not end in a vowel, but I <laughs> I, I, I respectfully uh, will uh, will love to be out there. So um, one more final question just for me, and then we'll I'll let, I'll let Joe close. Um, do you – what's your – being from Youngstown, I want to wrap it up with that. What's your favorite memory, favorite thing, favorite place? Give me something, one of your favorites about the city of Youngstown. Oh, there's there's quite a few. Look, uh, I loved Mill Creek Park. Oh, God, yes. Uh, you know, every day in the summer, we were fishing. You know, every day. Uh, there was something in Mill Creek. We were just always in Mill Creek Park doing something. Yeah, when sled riding, you know, or ice skating on 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 glacier, Lake Glacier, yep. uh, walking, hiking, getting into trouble, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I would say Mill Creek Park would probably be the number one, and then there's so many other little establishments and stuff that you know. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that, uh, but yeah, I'd say Mill Creek Park. Did you ever For, go swimming at at Vort's Pool? Before my time. Before your time. Okay, yeah, because that that was a thing, as you know, living on South Bellavest, it was just up the road. Uh, we would sleep outside, like in our garage, my garage, and there'd be like four of us guys. We would sneak out of the garage, like one, one o'clock in the morning, walk down the boards, jump the fence, and go swimming then. <laughs> I mean, we, we had some great times there. And Calvary Cemetery was actually the place where I learned how to drive. My dad took me there, and that's Everybody. where I learned how to drive. Yeah. <laughs> How to, how to drive stick shift in a 1981 Chevette. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as you know, being a part of the Youngstown Marathon, uh, 80% of our race is in Mill Creek Park. I mean, it's listed in Runner's World magazine as one of the top 5% most difficult marathons to run because of all the hills. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to close with this. I got my hat. I am all set and ready to see you on February 14th at Dior at 7.30. My wife and I will be there looking forward to meeting you at Penguin City, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Likewise. I, I Thank you for taking time and, and inviting me on your show. It's great. I mean, I can talk for another hour with you guys, I'm sure. No problem. Well, hopefully, uh, we get a chance to talk to you down at Penguin City after that concert. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I... I still haven't bought my tickets yet, but I'm I'm checking to make sure I can go. I got two little ones, so I'm just making sure I got coverage at home. And if I got coverage, we're going. So uh, again, February 14th, uh, 7.30, I believe, uh, with the Youngstown uh, Symphony Orchestra, Jackie from the Vindies, uh, another hometown, you know, flair to add to it. It's going to be an awesome concert. Um, and, you know, Penguin City afterwards for uh, you know for the little after party there, but yeah. uh, a nice plug for Penguin City because they normally close at 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. My good friend Julie Rosin, uh, who I yes. went to graduated with, she's kind of spearheaded. She has a by the way, she has like a raffle. Yeah, she does. Right. So check her out. She's got a really nice bridal uh, boutique in Beechwood. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I can't thank her enough for spearheading that and the Penguin City uh, Brewery for wanting to stay open. They're going to have a food truck there, too. I think it's uh, I, I forget what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. But, but go have a truck and then uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll 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 just have a great time after as well. 
I I actually take yoga with with Julie a couple times a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, Julie's awesome. Well, she I is. Used, I used to play at her dad's bar, Hanson's Blue Note Cafe on South Avenue. Is that right? Wow. When I was 19, 20 years old, yeah. Um, her dad opened up the, on. Uh, I know. I know you wanted to end, but little side note about Julie and our, you know, you? our relationship. Her dad had that bar and promoted live music, and that was the really where I first put together my, I mean, my first band called okay. Kind of, and we would play there on Wednesdays and Saturdays or Wednesdays and yeah, something like that, and uh, that was awesome. So Julie's still helping me out. You know, she's still great. Supporting. That's great. Hey, if you got more questions, keep cooking. No, Go I'm, for it. I'm good. No, now. <laughs> but David, like you've taken a lot of your time today. We can't thank you enough. Uh, we're really looking forward to your show down here. Uh, hopefully, for those that have never seen, um, go check out, go to our site, go to David's uh, site. We, we have clips up there. Um, awesome, awesome stuff. Literally music for anyone from literally five years old to 105 years old. And yep. uh, it's just great stuff. It gets your feet tapping and get you entertained and maybe get you out of your seat a little bit too. Yep. So. so looking forward to it. I think they have student discounts too as well. Okay. Okay. What about senior citizens like me? <laughs> they charge you more. You guys got money. <laughs> <laughs> I have my tickets already. We're all set. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but, uh, but David, thank you again. Um, we'll, we'll make sure check out, uh, three, three, Oh, we have stuff posted on there and Youngstown studio page. Uh, David, you do a fantastic job and, and thank you again for taking the time out of your day and, uh, joining us, uh, still pretty early out there in Vegas, one thirty. So you got the rest of the day ahead of you. Good. Anytime guys, anytime. Love well, it. We, we will definitely reach out again and, uh, Joe and I will get in contact yep. if we get out there for the, uh, Browns Raiders out, out there in the fall as well. And bring you yep. some peppers. Yep. And most importantly, <laughs> yeah. have a legendary show. I'm sure you will. Thank you. Looking forward, guys. Thank you. Yeah, we're us too. So, David, again, thank you so much. Uh, David Perico of the uh, David Perico Pop Symphonic and the Raiders House Band. And I mean, there's like 50 other things on yep. that bio. So, does a phenomenal job. Check out his website. Check out uh, all the stuff. Puts out some great, great content, great shows. So, um, again, Joe Midlick, thanks for joining me You're today as Thank a, a co-host. And uh, Joe Danier, BJ are running things behind the scenes. Thank you to them. Uh, next week, we got a couple more shows for you. So everyone, enjoy your weekend. And um, we will talk to you uh, soon. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Thank you for your support.